Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Clutch Conversations. It's your boy, Mike. We back at you one more again, live on a Thursday night, man. I hope everybody is doing well. Pico Python's in the building. Exciting show lined up for you. But first and foremost, before we get to the show, shout out to my lovely wife, Takara. Appreciate everything you do. Y'all make sure y'all show some love in the comments and don't stop there. Make sure you show the channel some love as well. Hit that like button. If you haven't already subscribed, definitely hit that subscribe button. And everybody, make sure you hook smash that notification bell so you can get notifications every time we drop a video here on the channel. Shout out to the audio only game. Audio recordings of Clutch Conversations are available on all major podcasting platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. So when you're checking us out on your favorite podcast platform, please be sure to follow, rate, and review. It really helps us out. We appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the support. Speaking of support, if you're involved in this reptile hobby in any shape, form, or fashion, make sure you're supporting USARC and USARC Florida. The links for both organizations are in the description of this video. If you're not a member, definitely go grab your membership. If you're able to donate more, donate what you can, and definitely be sure to spread the word about both these organizations that help protect our rights as reptile keepers. Spread the word, spread the word, spread the word, keep it going. Speaking of spreading the word, let's spread the word about the sponsors, man. Let's go run the first sponsor video, and then we're going to get into the chat, see who in the chat. We're going to mix up the sponsor video this week. We're going to start with the homie, Ebony and Ivory Reptiles and Ancestral Royal Pythons. Peace and love, family. We invite you into the heart of our serenity, Ancestral Royal Pythons. At Ancestral Royal Pythons, we're not just breeders, we're nurturers of love and growth. Each of our high-end ball pythons is a tribute to the grandeur of the natural world and our dedication to quality. Reach out today and bring one of our creations into your home. This is Ancestral Royal Pythons. Your journey begins here. Here's to the exciting world of ebony and ivory reptiles. From unforgettable parties and events to keeping and hatching some of the dopest reptiles in the reptile hobby, we're all about education, quality, integrity, and respect. Hit us up and see how we can help make your next project a reality. Experience ebony and ivory reptiles, where fascination meets fun. Ebony and ivory reptiles. Shout out to the sponsors shout out to ancestral royal pythons shout out to ebony and ivory reptiles it's nothing but heat coming out of both of those camps so make sure you go check them out follow them on ig check out the homie matt and his videos on youtube so definitely go check out ebony and ivory reptiles and ancestral royal pythons let's see who we got in the chat tonight first in the building the homie joel from state 48 exotics what's good bro hey great show with the homie keys last night man y'all make sure y'all go back and check that out if you haven't already checked it out, great show. Always a great guest, man. Appreciate you coming out. Appreciate the support. 352 in the 
building the homie brian what's good homie appreciate you coming through man appreciate you coming through big homie wiz in the building again shout out to the wiz tank clan man y'all make sure y'all checking out the wiz tank clan man if you're not in the patreon man you're, you're slacking on your pimp and you're slipping on your pimp and make sure you go through check out the homie man wiz tank clan homie wiz constructors in the building Stand the man, what's good? Sea of Serpents, what's good? Homie, appreciate you coming out. Appreciate the support. Speaking of support, the Sultan of Support himself, Bosa Reptiles, in the building. Hey, Aaron, what's good, bro? Appreciate you coming out, homie. Appreciate the support. Keys, what's good, bro? Appreciate you coming out. Appreciate the support. And y'all, make sure y'all check out Head Down Friday tomorrow. You know the spot. I know I already know y'all gonna be there, so y'all make sure y'all slide through. Shout out to the homie. Ro, what's good? Ro 5.0 in the building. What's good? Appreciate you coming out, homie. Arvin, game of odds. What's good? Appreciate you coming out, fam. Appreciate the support. The homie Rock in the building. What's good, brother? Appreciate you coming out. Appreciate the support. Frank, what's up, bro? Locked and loaded ball pythons. Appreciate you coming out. Appreciate the support. Mark Curry, reptiles. What's good, homie? Appreciate you coming out. Appreciate the support. We got the homie Charlie from Grey Rider Reptiles, actually next week's guest. Y'all make sure y'all check him out, man. I appreciate you coming out. I appreciate the support. We're going to stop it right there. We're going to keep the intro, and then we're going to get to the show. We'll be right back with Lindsay in just a sec. you listen to me i got that flavor i know you're dying to feed i ain't no dancer just got some hip in my feet now throw your hands up Ooh, you bring the lighter i got the fuse you make a fire i'll add the fuel follow my lead Episode 89, Pico Pythons. What's good? What's good? How you doing? Hello. Uh, welcome good. to the show. How are you doing, bruh? Good, good. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure my camera will focus any second now. It's all good. Point. It's all good. At some point tonight, it will. <laughs> yeah. What kind of phone you got? I am on my laptop right now. Oh, you're on the laptop. With, okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. Like a webcam thing. thing. Gotcha. The Logie kind. Okay, okay. You said the the Logie? I think so. That's what it Is says. Is that how you pronounce it? I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. How have you been <laughs> pronouncing it? Logitech? Is, is that the oh, right term? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it probably is Logitech. It just says Logi. I don't know. I don't, know. I just I don't know. It says it says L O G I on the on the front of it. I just ran with it. I just ran I could get up and look at the back of it if you wanted <laughs> me to, but I don't think I'm gonna do that right now. Like I'm one of those people who pronounce like GIF 
wrong the whole time. And I still say GIF, but I guess apparently it's GIF, but that don't, that don't. That I don't. say GIF. You say GIF? Yeah. Seriously, okay. is it GIF? I think I so. I just don't Maybe say it. No I try just not to say things like that because it's it's too confusing for me. And I'll yeah, never remember. I, I say GIF because that's how it looks to me. To me, it does too. So yeah. I'm on the same page with you. Yeah, yeah. I'm team GIF. I'm team gift too. Yeah, I refuse. I'm curious <laughs> to see what other people think though. <laughs> yeah, y'all drop a comment. GIF in the would chat. be like Jiffy. Yeah, and that's not right. It start that's supposed like to start with butter. a J. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's GIF. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's just go with GIF. 100%. 100%. Sure. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So uh introduce yourself real quick for those who been on the rock and may not know who you are. So I am Lindsay with Pico Pythons and I I'm super duper new in all of this. Um, I've been, I've only had one clutch. Um, I've had snakes for two years and loving every minute of it, to be honest. Um, my daughter got me into this one of those. Um, I feel like there are people like people that, that are like herpers or their kids got them into it. I'm, I'm the one that their kid got them into it. Um, but I've, I've always loved snakes and always wanted snakes growing up, just never had them myself. So. Okay. Nice. So growing up, what attracted you to snakes? I guess technically I was attracted really to all animals, <laughs> anything living, um, just total animal lover on like all fronts but i think i think we all have that little like rebellious side of us right where especially us that are all in like the reptile industry have that a little bit extra rebellious side where we want it we want something that not everybody loves not everybody has and um i don't know i guess yeah i've always loved snakes cool so, cool so you like kind of like the like being different, like it's it's really unique. I know, and I tell people about keeping reptiles, and before I even like disclose like how many I have to them, like just the sheer thought of like having one snake is like, oh my yeah. goodness, like oh my goodness, you, you, have a you snake. don't tell people that you have over like three reptiles. <laughs> it, it's so crazy to them that it's like they can't grasp it. Like you, what? No, they're like, what? Like, why? Why would you have that? <laughs> and they think they're roaming around the house like like oh no my mom fully thinks that like she asked me when one time when she was coming out to visit she asked if um if i put the snakes away at night and do they stay in my daughter's room um or like do we do we lock them in my daughter's room at night like, <laughs> they're not like free roaming around the house in fact the cabinet that you said you liked so much that didn't really match the rest of my furniture that's the snake rack that's where all the snakes are you know like you she's like completely clueless so where do you keep all these snakes right there in that cabinet there <laughs> nice so you said uh your daughter got you into snakes how old is your daughter she is 12. she's 12 and so she's responsible for pico pythons tell that story and how she oh, yeah. into the snakes she is 100% responsible for Pico Pythons. So she wanted, she's been wanting a reptile. She wanted a chameleon. 
and I am a researcher to the max. So did all the research and I'm like, chameleons are like probably not the reptile that we would want to get. Um, if we wanted to get a first reptile type animal, we live in Michigan. Um, it's not exactly humid here. Um, and I had no idea what I was doing whatsoever. So we did not get a chameleon, but I told her you can pick out something else. And when she said she wanted a snake, it was kind of like, this is perfect. I can live vicariously through you. <laughs> My mom never said, yes, I could get a snake. Um, so I thought, yeah, let's, let's do the snake thing, but you have to do all the research. Um, you know, just jump onto YouTube even, and, you know, tell me exactly everything that you need to do to take care of these, whatever kind of snake it is that you want, blah, blah, blah. So a friend had suggested a, a ball python. Um, she's like, they're great. She was completely right. She said all the, all the things that we all know as ball python keepers, right? So we ended up with a ball python and, um, my friend knew me very well and knew that I wouldn't just want like a normal. So she's like, get a pied, right? I'm like, I don't know what a pied is. So we ended up with a pied ball python and, um, yeah, named him Pico and he's been perfect. I mean, he literally, I tell everybody, don't even, if you're getting a pet snake, don't even think about getting like a visual enclosure. Just go ahead and just grab a rack. Like, why not? Because you're going to spend so much more money on buying that first enclosure. And then you're going to get a second one for sure. And oh. then you're going to get a third. And then you're going to start thinking about breeding because now you're <laughs> obsessed with these animals. And then you're going to get a fourth and you're going to get a fourth enclosure. And now you're going to, your garage is going to be full of, of glass tanks that don't even, I mean, some animals thrive in visual enclosures, but I can tell you right now, my animals thrive in either. So, and it's more convenient for me to have them in rack systems when you've got over four. How many do you have right now? Uh, I have around 50 around 50. Isn't yeah. it like crazy? Like how quickly that snowballs. I know for us, like it was just like boom, 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 boom. We've slowed down Ooh. now. So we've slowed down on like buying animals, but now we're producing animals too. And so it's still just like boom, 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 boom. It's all, it almost seemingly is overnight. Like I had to check today, um, before I jumped on here to see like, okay, when was it that I got into this? And I was like, wow, really? Only like it was January of 2022. I was like, so technically we're less than two years in and we're already like full on into the whole breeding thing and 50, you know, one to 50. Nice. What rack system are you working with? So right now I've got um, a next level okay. rack and um, sea serpents. Okay. And then Shout out to Chris. Yeah, and we had, um, or have still also a freedom breeder, which we love. And let's see what else. Yeah, I don't have an ARS yet, but. Gotcha. Which uh, freedom breeder rack do you have? Like how many slots are in it? Uh, listen, I went all out and built like the custom one. So. Oh, nice. 
yeah so like the top but it still didn't really it, it still doesn't really make sense like what would have made sense is just to go, go ahead and just get an entire rack of um like fb4 fb40s like fb20s or fb10s and then um i particularly love like the fb80 bins because they have that window and they're a little bit deeper um so that would have been ideal but we didn't do that we went and did like two levels of um fb10s what is the like it's not like the super skinny hatchling but it's i've got the bin so don't get me to lie man i'm the worst with the freedom breeder yeah. tub I'm terrible with it can somebody say it in the comments and is it is it the tens like is it the ones that's the same size as the v18s i think it's an fb20 did you just hear a snake fart i heard something but i didn't know it was a snake fart it was a snake fart it was a snake so, <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> there's one snake that's had really really bad gas the last week i don't know why but oh wow yeah so we'll be here all night folks um <laughs> i believe but actually fb20 maybe there thank you three levels thanks jamie so it's fb10 okay what's up so, jamie? three levels of fb10s so Shout out to James for, uh, with the yeah, same. for real. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Always looking out. Three levels of FB10s. What else, babe? Three levels of FB40s and two levels of FB80s, which there I like. You should have seen me when I was trying to order this rack system from um, Freedom Breeder. It was kind of a shit show because um, I, I ordered it all wrong. Um, they called and they're like you realize that you just ordered i can't remember what it what it was that i did i i ordered like one level one level of each or something like that and i was like i thought i was just ordering like the one that was in the picture and um i it didn't turn out that way so it ended up being like an extra you know twenty five hundred three thousand dollars added on to like the original cost because then we needed um the like adjustment things that like because the top levels of the um fb10s didn't fit onto uh, the thing it was just kind of a mess but we got it and i love it gotcha i'm just curious um and, and maybe you didn't even think about this um back then but was there a reason you went with the freedom breeder over the ars or was the freedom breeder just like the first thing that caught your eye so i like i said researcher to the max um after reading all of the reviews and watching all of the youtube videos um i just kind of fell in love with the freedom breeder i i felt like people were happier with it and that's not not at all to knock ars um i just felt like the bins were so i had heard bins were easier to clean um they were they had that deeper you didn't need as many hides basically with the freedom breeder fb40 bins um i had watched justin kobilka's video on his you know when he had gotten like the big haul of um fb40 racks and um he's like these i can basically breed my females in here 
Um, they go in there at juveniles and I can still breed them in there. Most of my females are in there and breeding. Um, don't need hides because of the way everything was situated, the way the bull was situated, the height of the bull. Um, so many just different things that to me at that time seemed worth just going all out and just going with what I really wanted to get in the first place. So that was Freedom Breeder. That being said, I've heard amazing things about ARS now. And so I'm all on board with either, to be honest, at this point. Um, gotcha. Jamie has ARS racks at his place and he <laughs> loves them as well. So, and they're super duper close to, not super close, but they're much closer, obviously, than um, Freedom Breeder. So save them chipping. Yeah. Oh, a ton. Like we probably spent the same amount on shipping that we did on the rack <laughs> to get it out here. So shout out to Jamie for being a champ. Nice, um, nice. I want a freedom breeder rodent wreck at some point. Like I'm probably a couple years from getting it to be quite honest. But uh I definitely well, want to try to like time it like and pick it up at the Daytona show. So yes. I can maybe save on some shipping. I have heard that the Freedom Breeder uh, rodent racks are where it's at. Yeah, it's like top of the line, buddy, from everything yeah. I've heard. <laughs> that's that's what I've heard. So <laughs> I would go with it and definitely do the free shipping. And it, I saw um, some yeah. of the racks uh, at the Daytona show, like the Freedom Breeder stuff. And mm -hmm. it, it was just nice. It was just nice. So I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's definitely like, right. Jamie, Jamie breeds. Um, like ASFs and rats and has the freedom breeder bins, but he built all of his racks, but he's got the bins, okay. um, which I believe so far, so far, so good. Haven't had any chew outs as far as I know. Okay. Nice. Nice. Have to ask him, but That's yeah. definitely important for sure. Yeah. Oh man. So Will said in the chat that freedom breeders stopped doing free shipping to shows. Really? Oh man, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> good timing. Good timing. Missed your window. Ah, uh, dang it. <laughs> that sucks. Oh well. Maybe, maybe they. Maybe they didn't. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's fake news. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Oh, oh my gosh. Hey, KT. <laughs> this is going to be dangerous watching the um chats. So the first uh, snake you got was a uh, was a pied, and so that was Pico, and then you had like another female pied after that, right? That was like <laughs> I did get another pied. pied? Yeah, yeah. And we went from a, a I forget her name. It started with a P though. To a panda pied. <laughs> what was her name? I forget her name. It started with a P. Poppy. 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 That's right. Yeah. That's right. She is. She is like the light of my life. I, it's the silliest thing. This snake is like in tune with me and she is like a dog, like the connection that you are able to form with some of these animals is sometimes absolutely ridiculous. Like, you know how sometimes you just have like that one, one where like that snake just gets it. That's Poppy for me. Okay. She's great. She's great. So nice. um, yeah, we got, we got a panda pied. And then I think after that, it was like, I think we got a hypo desert ghost because um i had told jamie basically like the only way 
like I, I want my own snake mm -hmm. and um, I really want a panda pied. And the only way really to make any of that work was to get into breeding, right? Um, financially, uh, panda pieds are not the cheapest snakes out there. Um, so, and especially when we were purchasing her, she was definitely, it was not this market. And so For sure. uh, we paid top dollar for her. And then, um, basically I was like, yeah, we'll, we'll totally breed her like that. It'll make perfect sense. Like it'll, we compare her to Pico, like Pico and Poppy, it'll be perfect. We got her and I'm like, I love her too much. I don't feel like I really want to breed her right away. And I'm not even really sure that I want to get into the panda pie game. So if you want to make money on this, we, we had better get a hypo desert ghost. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I think our third snake was a hypo desert ghost. <laughs> okay. So let's we, talk about like that early collection building and getting into the projects and what projects you told you chose and like how you went about making those decisions, like kind of that whole rundown. So in the beginning, I knew that I wanted to buy from reputable breeders. I knew that I wanted to, I was okay with waiting. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like I, we needed to make money right away. It just kind of felt like let's go into this the right way. And even if we're getting just hatchlings and uh, raising them up, I'm okay with that because they're all pets to me. Right. So we, we got our hypo desert ghost and, um, from Canova and I just felt like the only way to do it was to like get into like maybe double visual recessives or recessives that like really excited me okay, or recessives that like I felt were going to be going somewhere. Right. So that's kind of what we did. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, we're kind of all over the map. I've been all over the map and then I had to reel myself back in and really focus. I mean, I think we all kind of do that. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So and it's easy sometimes to get tempted to, to do it again. You got to like talk yourself off the ledge. Like, nah, nah, that's not what I want to do. And this is what I want to do. And this is what I want to focus on. Because if I go this route, then I got to do this, this, and this. And am I really fully committed to doing this, this, and this? Because this, this, and this can add up. And so you just got to yeah. be like very practical about it. It's like, hey, bro, you've been through this. Chill out. The rabbit hole is <laughs> very real, my friends. Very, very, very real. So for anybody starting out, just let's really try and streamline because then you're kind of in a position which i'm i'm kind of in that position right now where i'm like i i have all like all the animals that i love um and that i i want to go down all of these different paths but sometimes i look at my like my list and i'm like i don't know how to make this all work like i want i just want it all all together you know like i want to make quad recessives and I want all of these things together, but like, where do you even really begin there? So it makes it very, very tough. Yeah. And then the more multi-recessive projects you get in, then that's the more animals you got to like hold back to give yourself like shots at those multi-recessives. And then that the more animals, that's more space, uh, more space. And, that, and, and really at that point, if you're even thinking like more than double recessives, 
don't even get any hats. Like really, like don't just, you better just go all for it and just get visuals because you're kind of, you, you kind of like put yourself in this sticky situation when you've got double hats and you think, oh, this one's a really, really great deal. You'll get a double hat. And then you're like, well, <laughs> now I'm going to pair it to what, like now I have to, you just set yourself back three years because you have to pair it, you have to raise it up and then you have to pair it to your visual double mm -hmm. hat just to make more double hats, just to pair those to make quad receptives. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, a real quick story. I actually got like a, a little bit of a, a boost on my DG Clown Pod project. Yeah. Um, I I'm really excited about that project. I like that project a lot. And I did my first pairing in that project this year. And so um I had a inchy yellow belly leopard desert ghost head clown mm -hmm. paired him to a clown pod female. And so obviously I wanted to make like visual clowns that were double head DG pod. Mm -hmm. And so paired them first time mom. Um this was the second clutch he sired um, for me this year. Eight healthy eggs. Oh my gosh. Went through full term. They had actually pipped when I got back from the Canova trip this weekend. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I was super excited, right? And so, mm -hmm. like, I look in there and two had pipped. Uh, both, neither were, were um, visual clowns. And so, I, I was mentally preparing myself to be hold by the odds, gods. And yeah. so, like, I cut like the next egg and it's a pod and so i'm like wait, wait what yes <laughs> wait, wait. and then i move it around it's a clown pod head desert ghost head desert ghost I'm like what in the world I like this can't be right like i'm like trying to think like what the what happened and so like i cut more and then um the next one was like uh inchy yellow belly leopard clown double hit and i cut another one and it's like a yellow belly pied double hit yeah. and i cut another one it's another clown pied i hit dg obviously it was a combo cut another one it's another clown pied hit dg it was a combo i was like what in the world so turns out the male was hit pied didn't even know it yeah. and so like that significantly like makes the odds better that's so, so awesome. I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, I was I was on cloud nine. I'm still on cloud nine. <laughs> Congratulations. That Appreciate is so it. awesome. That's a heck of a boost. Um, like Jason said, that's that was crazy. Like I did not expect that. I was happy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have been shocked. Shocked. I wish I would have recorded it because like I can just imagine the look on my face. I might as well have breakdance. Like it was nuts, man. I appreciate everybody in the chat too. Appreciate the love. Yeah. Like it's nuts. I love it. I love it, you guys. Yeah, that is awesome. So yeah, definitely looking forward to working that project more. Um, I was talking with Jason from Ancestral Royal Pythons about it. He was like, yeah, you got to play the lottery this, this weekend, bro. <laughs> no, no kidding. I might go get a ticket, I ain't gonna lie, because I was already thinking about it, man. <laughs> yeah. Desert Ghost Pied is a great, great project, I think. I mean, I think Hypo Pied also, but I obviously I like Desert Ghost and Hypo. So, and I kind of, I, I like to just kind of clump them together. But like 
desert ghost hypo pied clown. Yeah. Clown yeah. I actually yeah. saw the quad this weekend too. Um you did? It was pretty nice. And it's it's big now. Like it was probably seven, eight hundred grams round about. Aging beautifully. Who who made it? Justin. Oh, yeah. That's Aging. a surprise. I'm shocked. <laughs> shocked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So um who did you have somebody in your ear kind of early on? Like guiding you in terms of like how to like work your projects or is this just something through research or kind of like a combination of the two no um too much time on my hands uh clearly and youtube <laughs> and really just like getting into the genetics of everything and um just being i mean like so many people in here like kai right i mean of Lucas Landon, like I watched so many of these YouTube videos, so many of you guys, and um, just really just got enthralled with like what everybody's creating. And really at that point it was, what do you think is, what did I think was pretty? You know, like I was so new to everything. Obviously I thought panda pines were pretty, you know, and, and they are, I still think they are. Um, I think they're super amazing looking there's health issues but you know you there there are ways around that now that we've learned thanks to justin so what is one of the ways around it um i wasn't aware of that so well just yellow belly well okay yellow belly mahogany do like a suma black pastel yellow belly pie i think is the one that gotcha. okay so it's not really a super black it's not really a panda pied anymore technically at that point but you still but, get the look and yeah, you get more yeah. pattern so yeah. that's a the total bonus on on that front nice okay i got yeah. you i'm okay. picking up what you're putting down now yeah so uh <clears throat> in terms of like your your primary project focuses like i know you got mandarin um, what else you working with and speak a little bit about which routes you're trying to take it. How'd you know I had Mandarin? <laughs> I might've heard through the grapevine. <laughs> so, so I have Mandarin, um, but also puzzle. I love, love, love puzzle. Um, I, I don't have enough of it really to even call myself like a puzzle, like the puzzle person. Cause I'm not at all, um, <laughs> at all, but I have a lot of hats <laughs> and um, a lot of 66% hats even. Um, but I do, I love puzzle. I, I want to see Mandarin in puzzle. I want to see Mandarin in hypo puzzle. I want to see, um, let's see, what are my other hypo desert ghost, um, which I was super on board with hypo desert ghost in the beginning. And I still am. Um, luckily, like my mail that I've got here, one of my main mails is a super vanilla hypo desert ghost. So he'll, um, and I also love vanilla. So he'll be great, you know, going forward to make triple hats basically, or double hats providing 
what I'm pairing him to. But um, yeah, I'd like, like I was saying earlier, I kind of just want to see all of it together. Super <laughs> <A laughs> Mandarin hypo puzzle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like you don't even know. Okay. Like super, <laughs> I, my mind just, I go on tangents. Like, okay. Super Mandarin hypo puzzle. Um, one dose of pastel because I love my mandarins with a dose of pastel. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I also love my puzzle with a dose of pastel. So, <laughs> so a super mandarin pastel hypo puzzle and maybe like some blackhead in there or like black right. pastel or, you know, like just, or like hurricane. What? Yeah, that'd be, what? That'd be I wonder what her, if have they made a hurricane puzzle? Like, how does the pattern look on that? Uh, I don't know if actually, I don't know if they've made a hurricane puzzle. Yeah, I'd if be they have, if they have, I feel like I would, I would know who would have probably made it. Hypo Shui Man's true. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see what that looks like. Like, like, if they, mm -hmm. do they cancel each other out? Do they like significantly make the pattern like even more crazy and busy? Because I love patterning. I love busy stuff. And that looks that's that'll be dope. Yeah. If it did. I'm all about a, a solid, busy, patterned puzzle. Okay. For sure. Yeah. I like puzzles too. That's one of those projects where I really want to get into it, but when I get into it, I want to get into it right. And so I'm not gonna rush into it. Yes. I just wanna take my time to where it's set up the right way. Ancestral royal naturally. Oh yeah, yeah. Hypo Mandarin two puzzle. So yeah, so 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 am I, and it's gonna be great. I'm just super excited. I nice, nice. But uh, so you said you you produced one clutch so far. What was that clutch? Oh my gosh, you guys. So <laughs> this was a snake that was given to me for free when I was purchasing a um an incubator. Okay. So it, it was just a pastel. She's just, well, technically just a pastel, but I don't believe that she is, there are trick puzzles, no hurricane. Um, there, I don't believe that they're, that she's just a, a pastel. Like I brought her over to Chris Hernan, um, who's working uh, high intensity orange dream a lot. And he immediately was just like, that's that's not just a pastel um so she can't technically be labeled as anything in my eyes other than just pastel um but she's if she's just pastel she's the prettiest pastel that i've ever seen for sure so right. it was a pastel to a pinstripe cryptic guys so okay. i really nice. went all out <laughs> so and i still have basically the whole pledge. Um, okay. but she, she looks high intensity orange dream. She's just beautiful. And, um, I believe that there is definitely some kind of something in there that, I mean, for being 3000, almost 3000 grams, she's like 2,800 grams. Oh, wow. How many um, eggs did she give you in that clutch? Nine, nine, nine good ones. Nine nine eggs yeah mm. big big beautiful pearly whites it was amazing nice. yeah nice. nice yeah and uh 
and you said you still got all those that was this year um yeah okay yeah okay. so this was when did she lay june july something like that gotcha okay this, so technically yeah yeah technically this year a few months ago. Have, have you started putting any thoughts to you like your 2024 season yeah so right now what i've got pairing is um I've got a lot of different kind of like different routes that I'm going and still trying to figure out how I want to work it all together um, to be able to produce that all gene animal that I desperately want to, right? So um, I've got a lot of um, het ultra, I don't have any visual ultramels, but I've got a lot of het ultramels, um, blackhead head ultramels. And um, and I'm not even really an ultramel person, to be honest, but I really want to see Mandarin in ultramel. And, okay. Okay. and I love my expressions of, like, I've got blackhead leopard, um, double head ultramel pides. So I just feel like okay. that's going to be awesome to throw into Mandarin. So my Mandarin female right now actually is paired up to a blackhead leopard yellow belly double head ultramel pied which seems so silly really going all out with the paw sets there so. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know how many clutches are you expecting for next year one two three four one probably only around eight to that's a good number that's yeah good number. probably only around eight and are you palpating or are you ultrasounding? Like, how are you uh, making sure you're oh, ready to go? Let me tell you. So I think that I do better palpating, to be honest, which I thought that I had no idea how to palpate. Um, Jamie got a an ultrasound, and I have used it numerous times. Um, I was on the phone with videoing Brandon Nixon the other night and I'm like, am I, you know, am I doing it right? He's like, <laughs> oh, he's like, go down like way further down. <laughs> so like, you're, you're doing this all wrong. I'm like, cause I'm seeing nothing. What am I? He's like, right there, right there. Right. You know, like take, take a picture, screenshot, you know, freeze frame, freeze frame. I clearly have no, what I've learned after that conversation with Brandon God bless him for being so patient with me. I've learned I am way better at palpating um, than I am at ultrasounding. So I haven't even pulled the ultrasound up out since then. You, you've so, only tried it one time? Um, I have only what? Oh, no, I've tried it like three times. And clearly oh. I was wrong the first two times because um, nobody laid. And I thought everybody was like for sure had eggs in their tummies. They didn't. Oh wow, wow! Yeah, it takes a uh, it takes some getting used to. Like I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, um, and then mm -hmm. I would ask questions like as I had them. Now, like the ultrasound works great for me. It wasn't like easy right out the gate. Um, I know, like for for instance, like we like tag team ultrasound, and so like we'll put the snake in a like a black bag or whatnot to like keep her from moving and whatnot, and. Takara just kind of like hold it and I'll ultrasound and it's like 
uh, super fast. I'm not good at like doing it by myself. And it's like other like different settings and whatnot that you can do and other kind of like tricks. I haven't really like stressed too much in picking all that up. Um, I probably should, but what we're doing work works for us as far as like identifying follicles and stuff like that. It's been pretty straightforward. I feel like the only time that I've had quote unquote an issue was like with this one female that I had that got up to 30 millimeters and so I thought she was going to be fine. And so I didn't pair no more. I just kind of expected that she was going to complete the process and she reabsorbed. And I was like, man, yeah. and that was one of my most anticipated clutches too. Cause I was hoping to have some double head ultra clown stuff with confusion and spot nose and leopard and all that good stuff in the mix. So I was ah, still upset with her. And then she I ate again that. the other day. It's like, ah, yeah, you right. Maybe next. Maybe like, next. I, yeah, I keep on not Maybe knowing like what's they, my snakes just keep throwing me through loop after loop after loop. Like they'll go off food. I think they're building, try ultrasounding. I'm like, they're building for sure. You know, like, look at that 40, 40 millimeter follicle for <laughs> sure. You know, like, no, that's just a large poop. Um, <laughs> that's all still stuck in there you know <laughs> or like they're in shed or something and then you really can't ultrasound then so yeah i mean it brandon was a huge help but i can tell you right now i think it's, for myself just palpating i get a much better accurate um i think with the one clutch that i've had <laughs> Uh, real professional over here, but I really <laughs> do feel like I get a much more accurate, like I feel more confident with that than I do with the ultrasound at this point. Um, so I guess we'll see. We shall see. I'm not going to stop trying though with the ultrasound. Yeah. Don't um, stop trying. Don't stop trying. What kind of ultrasound do y'all have? Con contact. Contact. Yeah. I think. Oh yeah. The Amazon goat. <laughs> yeah yeah that's the one we got as well so, it's like yeah. that um wait does it start with a k though no i don't know with the who i'm gonna tell you right now because i've got it right here okay i feel like it's the contact but i but it might not be It is. It's the contact. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. I like it. I like it. I've had zero issues. And it's. So when you're ultrasounding question, do you have it? What do you have it set? What's the an type of animal that you have it set to? So full disclosure, okay. I've changed zero settings. I opened it. I took it out the box and start ultrasounding. I haven't changed any settings. I didn't realize you can set it to different animals. Like I said, I haven't used like a lot of the like different kind of like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know the word I'm looking for, but I hadn't done. I hadn't used all the bells and whistles. Took it out the box, been ultrasounding with it on whatever like factory settings that it was. Uh, ultrasound, I freeze frame, I measure, I put it up. <laughs> yeah. We're done. Too much research on YouTube. Say again. Too much research on YouTube made me change there were settings jamie i think jamie had changed a couple settings in the beginning and then i was like nope we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna change this this and this because this person on this youtube video said to change it to this and this person over here said to change it to that and i think that this all makes sense what would make the most sense probably is just to 
reset the whole thing. Factory when settings. I, when I uh, so I'm glad that like the people that I watched on YouTube wasn't like talking about all those different settings because I probably went down that road too. But like that was oh, just, yeah. Like, yeah, we I just do this and so I just did that and it's been working straight for me. Like I know some people who've had to adjust their settings, um, but like I said, we just took it out the box, started using it, and hadn't had any issues as far as uh any of that goes. Like I can clearly see the follicles. Um, I know what I'm looking for now, so it goes a lot more smoothly and efficiently and whatnot. But yeah, it definitely saves us a lot just because like I know when to pair and when not to pair. And so right. I'm trying to be like really, really strict about not pairing before a certain time, unless it's like special circumstances. Like if it's a male that I'm really not using that much and it doesn't really matter if I throw them in a couple extra times, then in that mm -hmm. case, then I would just probably go ahead and do it. Or if it's like a larger male who it might not be as like impactful, if he gets like a couple extra locks, then I would probably go ahead and do it. But by and large, I'm trying to like really like maximize my males and be as efficient as possible with it. And again, um, I'm no expert. I'm no like uh, vet in it, but this is just like where I'm at with it right now. Will yeah. something change in the future? Maybe because like I'm always like trying to learn from mistakes and like trying to like get better and stuff like that. But that's where I'm at with it right now. Dude, that's awesome though. That is seriously amazing. That's better, better than what I'm doing. That's for sure. So, so next year, if you, let's say you, uh, you have eight clutches, um, what's your holdback strategy going to be like, like, um, obviously it's odds dependent, but are you trying to hold back like a, a, a whole lot or are you trying to be like super selective with your holdbacks and only hold back a select few and sell the rest? So the way that I'm pairing right now, um, essentially means that I'm holding back most all, like most of the females, um, unless they're like super passed out. You know what I mean? Like if there's, cause there's a few pairings that I've got that I don't, I really don't want super passed out, but I don't really have a choice, the position that I'm in right now. So guaranteed they'll pop up. Um, and those would be ones that I would not necessarily want to keep, but for the most part, I'm trying to really only pair for animals that like, I really, really want to hold back. Um, which sometimes doesn't make any sense also, because then, um, at some point you, you do need to start seeing money come back in <laughs> with this. And, um, that doesn't really allow for much of that. <laughs> I feel like so uh, what's, we'll your, what's your plan for selling the animals that you don't keep like is you gonna are you just gonna strictly do morph market uh combination of like different things you ever think shows and vending shows will be in your future so just morph market probably and um i was super lucky um at tinley uh bob vu and also um Oh my gosh, really, Lindsay? Gosh. What is um? Well, but no, Bob. Bob had offered a couple slots in his um, racks for me to like throw a couple snakes in, so I did that, and then oh, yeah, and then um. Uh oh my gosh, serious brain fart right now, and I feel so silly. What is his name? 
Tony Thomas, duh, um, let me put a couple mandarins into his racks as well. So we, nice. yeah. So like I was, I wasn't, and I didn't even really do anything. Like they just kind of took over and, um, granted nothing got sold and that was okay. Um, because I was very happy with bringing those animals back home with me, to be honest. Um, but they, they were super duper generous. So that being said, um, I had huge anxiety bringing those animals to a show. Um, and it kind of made me realize, like, I don't know, but I think I need a little bit more time to get used to the whole bringing my animals to shows type thing and selling them, um, and vending shows. So Just, what, what about that, uh, gave you anxiety? Biosecurity. Um, just not knowing like what temperature they're going to be kept at. Like if, because I guess I didn't, they weren't in my own racks, right. Or my own display cases. So I didn't, I didn't know at that time, like, are, are they on heat? Are they not on heat? Some of them were on heat. Some of them weren't. So like, I just, I took them home with me every night because that is just me. Right. Cause I, I like them being with me. Um, they would like come out to dinner with us and you know, like they were in my bag, like they literally, because then I could keep them warm and they're like my little babies. So I, I didn't, I just, I don't love the idea of like other people handling them. And, um, yeah, I think it's just a, the main thing is biosecurity and then bringing them back home and putting them back into the collection with everybody else was like something that I, I just really didn't feel comfortable with. So they're, you know, back to quarantine, they went. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Yeah. So. Uh, appreciate it, Jamie. Appreciate the love. Thanks, babe. That was Show support. Appreciate it. I yeah. That's that. the main thing. We haven't been in any shows yet either, but like my number one kind of concern is like biosecurity and, I know mentally I'm gonna have to get over that and just do things uh, like preventative type stuff and like be like as safe as I can possibly be and like mitigate the risk. But like that's the biggest hurdle for me to get over is like biosecurity and just like the overall safety of the animals um, themselves or itself. It's funny you mentioned like bringing like the snakes out to eat and stuff like that. Like the other day, um, I had to bring like a full, full grown female in a box into into the liquor store because we had to stop to the liquor store and i couldn't couldn't leave her in the car so i'm just like walking around the liquor store with like a, a ready to breed female it's like yeah i'm good <laughs> it's so funny so i was at so if i don't know if everybody in the chat knows that i am pregnant um but Congratulations I, again, I was, again, <laughs> thank you thank you thank you so i was um at the hospital the other day and literally sitting there getting an ultrasound, getting monitored. And I had two snake bags in both my pockets yeah. <laughs> because I just, I had actually, I had picked up snakes for Jamie. So I had, I had like an azanthic clown and like a, a clown head azanthic or something like that. Like one in one pocket, one in the other pocket. And you could just see like the snake bag things like sticking out like the tops of it. And I'm just sitting there and I like took a, a video and I was just like, this is so funny right now that like, <laughs> I have nurses surrounding me and they have no idea what's in the pocket of my jacket right now. 
like none whatsoever. Like one of the nurses carried my coat for me to the next room. And I'm like, there's two snakes in there. And this is just fantastic. Yeah. It's probably, it's probably better, much better that they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I did not tell anybody a thing. (laughs) They hung out with me for about an hour and a half there though. So that's cool. So y'all aren't too far away from your brand new baby boy. And it's totally cool, by the way, if you go into labor on the show, because like, you know, what kind of views we can get if you go into labor on the show and like, right. <laughs> right. all we're, we're just all here for the views. No, it's so funny though. We're, when we're at the doctor, I'm like, seriously, I'm having contractions right now. Like, and she's like, you're not, you're not feeling any of those. You must have a really high pain tolerance. I'm like, well, I do have a high pain tolerance, but I'm like, and I felt many contractions none today whatsoever so i feel great today um but yeah they've been apparently going on all day wow so we should wow see. hey we go pause for the calls real quick and run sponsor videos so we'll be right back yep big dreams start in small towns small town exotics is a family-ran business that specializes in high-quality ball python morphs, western hog noses, and select leopard geckos. They are proud members of USARC, USARC Florida, and the Orient Society. Stay connected with Small Town Exotics on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Witness their journey as they grow their business and showcase their animals to the world. Thank you, Small Town Exotics, for sponsoring the show. Shout out to the sponsors. Lindsay had to step away for just a second, man. So I guess we can kick it a little bit and talk about the Canova trip. Man, that was dope. That was super dope, man. Just uh, I don't know if y'all saw like Miguel's video, but he did like a really good kind of rundown of the facility, man. Um, That was my first time going to the facility. And so uh, for me, like YouTube videos that I had seen really did it no justice. Seeing it in person, man, it was, it was super dope, man. It was huge. The layout was cool, man. Seeing like the, the car garage uh, that it just built, that was cool. It was like a super cool, like dope view of the mountains in the back. So I, all that stuff was super dope, man. So I actually got um, a whole lot more vi- videos and pictures and stuff like that to post. I hadn't even posted like a tenth of like what I actually captured. So um, I will be posting some more stuff, but yeah, man, that was super dope. And Lindsay is back now. So boom, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. I was just giving the folks a a quick little rundown of the uh, Canova facility tour. Do you see their bowlings? I did, man. Those are nuts. Like it was one that was like super active. One was uh, like coiled up the whole time and it was just like chilling. But then it was one that was just like active, man. And, and both of them were like beautiful. But obviously with the one that was moving around, you could see 
even more of it. Like it, it was, it was, it was cool. Like they're amazing. One of the dopest snakes I've ever seen. Yeah. Do you keep anything other than ball pythons? I keep uh, a few species of carpet pythons, and we keep boas. Yeah. How about you? I have one boa that I don't know what to do with. He's so pretty. He's so pretty, but I don't know what to do with him. Um, but I don't. And then we have a we have a hog nose. Okay, um, nice. Which, yeah, that that's also my daughter's. So he's not the smartest. Like how they survive in the wild, I'm not quite sure. The hog nose or the boa? The hog nose. The okay. boa? Are you kidding? Like he, they could survive anywhere. I feel like they're amazing. Boas are amazing. I'm shocked and amazed, honestly, at um, the difference in their their personality, their temperament, their um, their intelligence. Really, like right when I think, like I wanted an animal that was a little bit more challenging for me mm -hmm. than a ball python, um, and I definitely got that. For sure, with my boa. Do you have a morph or you have like a locality boa? So he is, um, I think it's morph. Is an IMG a morph? Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's a morph. So he's an IMG. He's a hypo IMG. Nice. Um. Yeah. That's my favorite. Het, like, het albino. In boas. Okay. Okay. That's my favorite so, gene in boas, like hands down. How dark is yours? Is it like jet black now? How old is it? He's like almost two, and he is almost jet black. He's he's like the perfect. Um, he's he's the most iridescent black, first of all, of any like almost Bolans. You know what I mean? Like almost Bolans iridescent, and. Um, he's got some, some outlining like on his tail basically, which I think is the hypo that is coming through. Okay. Um, okay. He's beautiful. He's absolutely beautiful. I think I've got like, two, I think only two videos or something on my, um, Instagram, but I'll send them to you. He's okay. For gorgeous. sure. Yeah. Mine is similar. Like, um, he's pretty much like jet black. You can see like faint outlines of his patterning yeah. if you're like really looking and yeah. then like right by his cloaca he's got like a white spot and he may have like a couple like speckles like right up under like his jaw and so is his, is his belly speckled mm -mm. not oh. really it's pretty much jet black there may be a speckle here more black than, than mine i think because mine has like a very speckled belly going down okay okay it's very cool looking i mean yeah, i really i got him really genuinely um because i thought it was very pretty and i wanted a snake that um i didn't feel was necessary to breed and um because i like i i miss holding all of my ball pythons all the time right and but like when your favorite ball python is um, being paired or like you, you want them to focus, right? You want them to focus on either eating if it's eating that week or it's, or if it's breeding, you want them to focus on breeding that week. And I got 
kind of like I was getting kind of bummed not being able to see all of he's also hypo. <laughs> Thanks, Logan. You're right. <laughs> he's also hypo. Um so I, I wanted an animal that I could I could see and enjoy. And I wanted one that would come out of their, you know, like would be a little bit more arboreal. Um, and I wanted a little bit more of a challenge. And I certainly got that with him. At any point, have you ever considered potentially breeding boas or it's just going to be that one boa or? Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, naturally. Just like the ball pythons, right? You get one and then you <laughs> fall in love with them. And then I'm like, why did I like, why did I get a male? Because that makes no sense. So now I'm kind of in the process of like thinking, I'm thinking very lightly thinking about a female um or just maybe if like if there was somebody that had a, a female but somebody that i really trusted um to maybe send him and just do like a collaboration type thing gotcha okay Hi, okay Kate. yeah we thought about breeding boas and it's not fully off the table but like next year will be like when um a few of ours are ready as far as like being old enough have some decent size on them. But um, I don't think I'm going to breed boas next year. If we do breed boas, it'll probably be like two, maybe even three years out into the future for us because it goes back to that whole focusing and kind of like streamlining things. And right now, the I don't need to like dilute my attention in terms of like my breeding attention by trying to breed multiple species. So I'm going to just like, I feel the same way and they're just from what I've heard they're way more temperamental breeding wise than ball pythons um and I don't know that that's that's a rabbit hole that I'm ready to jump down and I'm okay with that because I can't I can't be in love with breeding all the animals you know what I mean and I like having him being a in a he is in a visual enclosure. <laughs> what was I going to do with all those visual enclosures that we originally got, right? So had to naturally get another snake to put put in there. So you got to, yeah, got to. Mandatory. Yeah. So yeah. So threw our boa in there, and and I love watching him. But yeah, females. I know that boas take years and years longer, um, also to to mature to breed and i'm not going to start out with like a baby female it, that would just be like six years done that's a real commitment <laughs> i think yeah, i'll just commit like to having my pet boa <laughs> <laughs> yeah i heard the boas can be like feast or famine like it might be all good or it might be all bad and and, and nothing goes for you that season yeah right and I, I just don't, I don't know that I'm ready for that, for all of that. Yeah, me personally, I, I, haven't done enough research so I said, I still can't okay. even ultrasound. So let's not, let's not jump into the whole boa breeding thing just yet. Yeah. Me personally, I haven't, um, I haven't done enough research. It's just like so many kind of like preliminary kind of steps that I got to mm -hmm. check off the box on before I dive into the let's breed boas world. So I'm just, I'm keeping them right now. Are you breeding your carpets? So at some point I may breed like my jungles, yeah. but that's it. Um, I've got a, uh, 
Brettles, just one, not going to breed her. I got a Coastal, just one, not going to breed her. But I do got some jungles that I'll probably work with and breed them. Are they in racks or are they in visual enclosures? They are in racks right now because they're not, none of them are like really big yet. Except they, for my Coastal, she's getting big like? and she'll be in a visual enclosure soon because she's getting big. And so uh, temperament wise, they're all good with the exception of like the one um, jungle male. He's like a highlighter line, like super good looking. He he's hit or miss sometimes. Sometimes he's okay. Sometimes he's like, ah, oh, nah, not today, bro. Like, are like just tub tub aggressive or or like been aggressive, like cage aggressive or? He's like even if you pull him out. Even if you pull him out, like he may be cool, and he may be cool for like months. And then just one day out of the blue, for whatever reason, he's like, nah, not today. Bite, Has he bit you? Yeah, it doesn't hurt though. Like it's like, bro, come on, really? <laughs> Probably in his mind. In his mind, he's like a badass. Like, yeah, I just bit you. I just bit you. You're like, bro, come on, really? <laughs> Do they latch? Nah, it just it's just like a quick oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oy. Yeah. A boa bite is way different. Have you been bitten by a boa? No, so thank God. Yeah, it's a whole... I tried my hardest not to get bitten by a boa. <laughs> Especially yeah, not mine, because I know that mine will demolish me. I feel like... like how he big is he? He's probably about three, four feet? He's probably four and a half. Okay. He's long. Oh, yeah. Very long. Oh, yeah. He's He's not thick. I mean, he's what i've noticed is like if you feed him once every 10 days every two weeks he's much nicer if that makes sense like if you feed him every week then every time you walk by his his enclosure he'll strike i mean and his strike is like not it's not like a I little mean i mean he slams against the glass i mean slams against it and it, like sometimes I, I jump like it it's very scary because he's he's big he's strong you know he's much stronger than it, it, he doesn't it's not like a to me it's not a warning bite. it's like he would have <laughs> for sure bit you if that glass was not right there oh yeah oh yeah yeah like a boa bite like pound for pound is way harder than getting bit by any of my other snakes like yeah. when a boa bites you they mean it yeah and he's i can just see that he's like he would he can be mean mean i feel like but once he's out once he's out he's pretty good and i feel like i i'm starting to build like a trust with him which i've been able to do with like my super black pastels i've noticed um are extra extra feisty i don't know what it is about those sometimes the i don't know if it's a black pastel thing or just like a darker um, like my, my, uh, blackhead leopard also is extra feisty. I mean, just always extra feisty. And he's like, he's just jet black. I don't, I have literally no idea what it is, but he, my both super black, I've got a two, actually three super black pastels that are all really, really, really feisty animals that I've just kind of built this, like, trust up with that takes a really really long time it naturally and my img boa 
<laughs> right? What's the deal? I don't know. But he's, he, I feel like I've, I've built up a little, yeah, bloods are, can be really, really. Um, I've never been bitten by blood. I've only. I do not. I guess technically, um, my apologies to like the short tail python people, but I might like totally like butcher this up. So I held the Sumatran. I guess that's not a blood. It's just a short tail python. If I'm wrong, man, my bad. I got it wrong. But I did hold a Sumatran. Um, I've never held a blood python and certainly haven't been bit by one. But yeah, I hear they pack a punch too. The, yeah, I've heard that they can definitely pack a punch. And um, I don't know, the shorter, uh, heavier bodied snakes, to me, feel... I almost, I almost feel the same way about my hognose, right? Like they're, it's like a, it's a different feel than um, like the boa or the ball python that it's not like a, as enjoyable for me to handle, I guess. So I don't think that a, a short tail or a definitely not a blood pipe or <laughs> blood python would be. Hognoses feel so cool to me. I held one at a show um, a few months back. Yeah, they feel like real cool. Hi, Steven. What do you what what do you call like their scales like the way their scales are? Uh oh, killed is it? Killed, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that feels so cool. Yeah, they do feel cool. It doesn't feel very snaky to me though. Yeah, which it's is, totally different. It's like okay. Yeah, it's not really something I don't. I don't love love it. I don't know. I think hogno. It's okay. Hognoses just aren't really my thing. <laughs> the first time I held a snake. I don't think the snake felt because the first snake I held was a ball python. It didn't feel like snake snaky how I thought a snake would feel in my head before I held one for the first time, if that makes sense. And I don't even really know exactly how I felt like it was gonna feel, but it felt nothing like that. And so I remember that like sensation like it was yesterday, like just the kind of like smoothness of it. It was it was different. And then like I could feel like the muscles moving, like it, it was just all so weird to me. Like, well, they're sturdy. They're sturdy. They're not slimy, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody's yeah. Like, they're. Isn't it slimy? Like, uh, yeah. If your hands are slimy and you touch it, or <laughs> you know, like the only slime, the only slimy thing would be anything that you did to it. Like, it's they're not a slime. It's not a slimy animal at all. Um, yeah, it's so many misconceptions about like snakes and stuff just from folks who don't deal with it, like and not judging or pointing fingers because like I had some of those same misconceptions too. It's like, what are some common um uh, aside from them feeling like slimy or folks thinking they feel slimy? What are like some common misconceptions that you've encountered about snakes? Uh that they all want to eat us. <laughs> Sizing uh, you up. Right. Yeah. Sizing you up. Like, uh, I can assure you guys that they are not sizing me up. First of all, second of all, um, it, their initial reaction is to ball up hence ball Python. Right. That, I mean, that's like one of the biggest misconceptions. And so, um, but then, then again, if they're not balled up, right, then people are freaked out. I mean, they're, they think the, the snake is going to, you know, definitely attack and they're just wanting to eat you. It's not even possible, number one, for them to eat us. And obviously, they're not looking at us as prey. And it, if they strike, it's either out of fear um, or 
or we smell like rats or they're sensing the heat, you know, our, our heat register in which at that point, you really can't blame them. It's typically our fault. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. Like, um, my favorite story to hear is there was this lady, she was sleeping in a room. She had a snake and it stopped eating for months. And it was like trying to size her up and give itself some room so it can eat her. Like, like I heard that story from so many different people and people tell it like, it's like the gospel truth too. Yeah, no, they do. And people think that it's nuts. Like they think also that, that the snakes are out all the time. Like, that they're just free roaming the house. Um, okay, they they don't do that. It's <laughs> it's not unlike like a, any other gecko or a bird, for example. If you have a parakeet, you know they they typically stay in a cage. Or if you have a pet rat, or if you have a pet hamster, um, you don't let your pet hamster free roam around the house. I mean, I hate props to you if you do, but I don't. So. <laughs> Javis say heard that story this week <laughs> about the lit about the lady and, and the snake sizing her up. He just heard that this week. <laughs> I love that guy. So uh speaking of hamsters and, and going to rodents, like what's the grow up situation look like for y'all? Like are y'all feeding Norwegians and ASFs or are you so, primarily feeding one over the other? So mostly rats. Um Jamie is breeding ASFs. God bless the guy. And for that, because I, I can tell you right now, the rat breeding thing is just not my thing. Not in the slightest bit. It's a um, lot of work. It's a lot of work. It's really stinky. You really have to love the rats. I mean, and I think they're all very cute, but not enough to like, I, I thoroughly enjoy, I don't mind, uh, changing waters and I don't mind cleaning snake poop all day long. I could do that all day because I enjoy my snakes, but I can tell you right now, I don't, I get zero thrill out of cleaning um, a, a rat's tank or um, bin or changing their water or giving them food or anything like I, it's just not something that I find enjoyable whatsoever. Luckily, um, we have an amazing rat lady that is like super duper consistent. Um, she's never not had enough rats. She's never, we've never gotten any rats that are um, like sickly or um, in bad condition or anything. I mean, she like she texts us Monday night and says, you haven't gotten your rat order in yet. <laughs> Do you need any, you know, what is it that you need? Because she knows, you know, we're notorious for very last minute Tuesday morning. Hey, last minute, can you still get our rat order in? You know, so, and she always comes through. Um, nice. Yes, it's a little bit of a drive. And that being said, from what I've heard all across, like from people all across the states, um, our rat prices are significantly less than majority of across the states so very 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 lucky on that front um she provides all the rats for brian barcheck um oh nice so for bhb yeah so like so she's she's 
big time. Producing a lot. Yeah, yeah sure. Clearly lot. producing a lot of rats. That's a lot of rats. So she's she's awesome. Um so if I need like ASFs, I've got like Natalie, my my puppy, my panda pie, um is only wants ASFs lately. So she's um look luckily Jamie is bringing ASFs, which that's just a um F and J Rose Kate. I'll send her link and her number. Her name is Tammy. You're breaking um, up a little bit, or at least for me. Um, I don't know if it's happening for everybody else. Hello, can you hear me now? There you go. It popped back in. So luckily Jamie is bringing um steps. I'm able to throw up here one. Yeah, so luckily we're able to get ASFs if we need. And we'll also get some mice sometimes from our rat lady. Okay. Um, and that's just kind of like, I've got a couple of mousers that are just picky. Um, and, and typically I'll get them back on rats. But for the most part, I'd have to say, ideally I would like everybody to be on ASFs, um, to be totally honest, which I realize makes things a little bit more difficult for um, people that are per, uh, purchasing yeah. anything from me. Am I still breaking up, you guys? Yeah, a little bit here and there. You may want to um, hop off and then hop back on because sometimes that helps. Okay, I'm going to do that really quickly. Okay. Okay. Let's see if I, let's see if I can even figure that out. Like it seems fine now. Really? You, yeah. Like something happened and it, it got clear. The video got clear and the audio is clear now as well. I don't know what okay. you did. Or maybe it was just perfect timing. I'm going to turn my, um, Thing off on my phone. There we go. So, um, yeah, ideally, I do. I would do a, all ASFs. Same here. Um, yeah. We breed. We only breed ASFs, and I feel like I feed my whole back, and I feel like my breeders and all that stuff. Uh, primarily ASFs. I do have a few that only take Norwegians, but like animals that I'm going to be selling, um, I'm still feeding them like rats like norwegians just because i don't necessarily know if the person who's going to be buying it is going to have like a consistent supply of asfs and i have some animals that will go back and forth on asfs or norwegians no matter what you put in front of them but then i have some that like strictly prefer one or the other and so i just don't want to like put myself in a position to where someone doesn't want to like purchase it because they don't have a way to feed it well, and I think that's a huge, huge misconception as well. I mean, I've had mousers that are totally fine with me eating rats now and won't even eat a mouse. And I have animals that were AS that have only eaten ASFs that are eating rats now. So I think it's it just sometimes it just takes a little bit more time to get them yeah. onto what it is that you're feeding. And sometimes they don't have any issue whatsoever. I have animals I'm go back and forth. Yeah, I mean, I literally, I, I try to be 
consistently inconsistent is what I like to call it with my snakes. So I literally, I throw them all through loops every once in a while. I'm like, you're getting a mouse today, like just for fun. You're getting a rat today just for fun. Like, let's just see what happens. And all the time I get shocked and amazed that like they'll, my, my mouser is now eating a rat or eating an ASF or my ASFer is eating a rat, you know? So it's, I like to really throw them through loops once in a while. But yeah, Keeps breeding, like breeding rodents is, is no, it's fun to go. Like when, when you pull in and like, you see that, Hey, we, we had, we got a lot of babies. That's pretty cool. Like I like seeing that and it's like seeing good production and that makes you feel good and whatnot. But it's a grind to clean the rodents and keep up with the rodents. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of cleaning. It's the bedding. What kind of bedding do you use? So we use the tractor supply, tractor supply, the pine pellets, yep. and like the flakes. And we've been using um, the sweet PDZ, but I'm thinking about not using that no more because I don't know if it really makes a difference. I think I'm gonna pull that. Are those the pel the horse pellets? So the we do use the horse pellets. This in the green bag, mm -hmm. and then we use obviously the flakes. But like the sweet PDZ is like granules of like I guess stall freshener, and it's supposed to like help with the smell mm. and make make the bedding and stuff last longer. Yeah, but um, I don't know. We're going to test it and, and stop using it and see if it makes a difference. If it makes a difference, we'll keep using it. But if it doesn't make a material difference, then that's money we can say. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never afraid to like test some stuff and see what's working, what's not. Like it's kind of like it's that's part of the fun thing, though, is like just like testing stuff and kind of like, OK, I can do this or no, I can't do that. Like that's pretty cool. And so like and that's how I learn um, as well, just to like try different things absolutely how many um do you have in a colony so we've got like some larger lab tubs like our current setup is not the most efficient setup but we got like those white lab tubs mm -hmm. and so i'll typically run like a two six and sometimes a two eight in the colony but That's it's good. a lot of room in those tubs do you start them out really young really really young or have you noticed that a male gets? I feel like my males grow like a lot quicker than my females and like they're ready to go like sooner than my females from like what I'm observing. Um, we don't um, separate our grow outs by sex at this point. And so like we've been kind of having like backlog on them. And so like some of our grow outs are getting old enough to like when you go in there, it's litters in the grow out tub. But when I'm like looking at like size comparison, like I feel like my males are getting like ready, like a lot quicker than my females or getting big, way bigger, like much quicker. That um, might be the way to do it, though, because then uh, have you noticed less bullying? Less bullying? Yeah. Mm. I wouldn't say less bullying. You mean like in the grow out tubs? Yeah, like in any of them with the ASFs. I mean, mm. we've seen I have had bullying. Are, I, don't have, I don't have a ton that are like of really bullied. Really? I don't have a ton of bullying in the tubs. Like they're from time to time, like 
it'll be like two males that just don't get along in the tub and like one of them be like like he really lost out and so if that happens like i'll call that male and i'll let the other kind of more dominant male like have all the females and like just go through like the course um if i notice bullying like that especially like when one's like basically mortally wounded like i just like yeah just pull them just yeah sorry bro (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i don't know do y'all do y'all have that like to where like some of them are like mortally wounded from like the yeah it's never really I think I think personally I think that the issue is just that they're not being it's the um clutch it's not clutch what is it the um litter the litter yeah it's just they're not um it's not being started it the whole thing isn't being started young enough you know like I think if maybe they all just stayed together the problem is right now when there's babies it's kind of just like oh okay, we need this hopper or we need this pup or we need this weaned or we need this extra small or juvenile or whatever, you know what I mean? And then, um, but they're like, um, colonies are not maybe being formulated young enough together and seeing, being seen through. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. Um, all of our colonies, like I don't have any colonies, or at least I try to as a rule, I don't have any colonies that hadn't like grown up as like grow outs together. And so like when I'm making a colony, I'm pulling all the males from the same grow out tub, all the females from the same yeah. grow out tub. That's how we've been doing it. So and they they all know each other. Yeah, They're, like nobody's new like, here. That's clear, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think that's the key. I really do. I think yeah. that's our that's our issue. And so, um, yeah, because uh, I heard like early on, like if you like bring them in there, especially like when they're older and like they're more sexually mature, and you start trying to like mix them up and whatnot, then that's when you get like a bunch of the fighting. And I'm not saying <laughs> I don't have any fighting because I have had, like I mentioned before, like some males just like really go at it, and I'll separate them, and then it's fine. And it's always the male. Like I don't ever see like the girls, um. I don't see the girls like go at each other. No, they don't. No, the, yeah. they're typically fine. It's just the males that are. Well, Takara you know. says it's the males in in all species. <laughs> five, five to fifteen. That's a ton. What size tubs? Uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Well, what size tubs? Probably like the big. Gotta be huge. And do you and will other question. This is turned yeah, into a whole the same thing. That's how I do mine. Put them all in the same tub and let oh, them grow the together and then set up your individual tubs. Oh, so you do set up an individual. Okay, so then do you also add in like um, eggs or egg? I don't do eggs. some kind of protein or something after the mommies have the babies or we, give them extra like... Um, we do... Uh, peanut butter, birdseed mix, and we'll drop some sunflower seeds in there sometimes, and we drop in uh, dried mealworms. And then, I mean, we put a whole bunch of stuff in there, um, depending on, like, what's available. Sometimes we'll put, like, this cat food in there. Um, I forget yeah. the brand, 
but it's like got high protein. I don't put like a lot of extra protein sources in the grow outs, but I do put it in the colonies because like I want the moms to have like all the nutrients and stuff that they need to like nurse the babies and whatnot. Yeah. I know like Will from um, RCR, like he like put like boiled eggs and like all yeah. kind of stuff in there. What's up, Ashley? What up? What up? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You guys, I love all the people that are here right now. What Let's extra stuff are y'all throwing in the tubs? Some like sometimes some chicken, sometimes some eggs, um, lots of like paper towel rolls. Okay. Uh, like hides. Yeah, uh, sunflower seeds. This is where Jamie jumps in. This is, like I said, not my thing. Purposely, I don't. This is I make this purposely not my thing. Yeah, so those black sunflower seeds that Will's talking about, we'll buy like a big, huge bag from like Rural King or Tractor Supply or something like that. Fly larvae. Black soldier fly larvae. What? Yeah, I've heard of that too. We don't use that, but I've heard of it. I know a lot of people use it. But yeah, they breed well. Um, they do really well. Bill doesn't add anything extra. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Dude. Chicken bones, ham bones. Teach us your ways, Dale. Teach us your ways. Or it's her build eggs. Yeah. Hard eggs. Yeah, I know a lot of people do that. I think that's like, what's BSL? Oh. Black soldier fly larvae, maybe? Yeah. Like sunflower yeah. seeds, yeah, mealworms. But send yeah, some, send Jamie I, some of your uh, ASFs. Well, temperament wise, higher the ASFs, ours are like pet quality. I feel like, um, I like, I think the ASFs are, are nice to be honest. I haven't had any issues with them like being extra mean or biting gotcha even if i see like just the slightest thing that i think is going to be a temperament i just won't choose that as like a breeder a breeder yeah i think that's smart i think that's it's kind of like how you have to i mean kind of like what we do with ball pythons too right if we see an enchi that we we don't love the expression of that enchi then we're not gonna throw that into our breeding colony Exactly, hundred percent. We're not throwing. We're except with the ASFs, we're we're breeding a little bit more for temperament. So hundred percent. So, uh, I guess to kind of like wrap things up and put stuff into perspective. So you've been doing this since twenty twenty two, right? So over that time, like, do you feel like you've learned like any kind of like major lessons or major things about yourself? And is if so. What are some of those things? Uh, well, this is not anything that I've learned about myself, but because I already knew that I'm not really a patient person. <laughs> but <laughs> I've definitely learned more patience in my life, I guess, if that makes sense. Like I've learned to be more patient and um, really to like work towards a goal or really to stick it out. Like if I'm, if I believe in this, then like really just, it's okay to take the long, long route, which there is no short route anyways, in all of this. 
Um, I mean, you can buy there, there are short routes, but it's really not a short route for somebody that is not great with patience. Like when I want something, I want it right now. I want it yesterday, you know, like before <laughs> I even knew that I wanted it. So it's definitely a, a test of like focusing on what it is that I really, really want and having to be patient for it and working towards it. Um, so I think that would be my biggest thing that I've learned is patience. Nice. So if you're giving advice to somebody just getting into like the breeding aspect of it, um, what are like three tips that you would give them? Focus and um, just get, just get females. Like don't even think about males right now at all. Just get females and raise them up and, or, or if you want to get adults, you can get adults, but um really just like pick a, a few different projects a couple different projects not don't get too caught up um and everything and and just get it less is more really truly less is more um later on down the road i mean you can get a gajillion snakes but all that is is a gajillion more work um, and you get burnt out quicker, but really focus on what it is that you're, you're trying to do. And if you don't know yet, then you better make damn sure that you're just purchasing visual recessive females. I feel like, and, and, and numerous visual recessive females, like multiple recessives in your females. <laughs> <laughs> and really just start there you know like it, i feel like would be the only smart way to do it if you're just starting out and you nice. don't know what you want to do yet nice good advice good advice all right so before we let you get out here and enjoy the rest of your night i do have a few random questions for you and the first one is if you could live anywhere in the world where would it be and why it's a tough one uh i would have to say either africa um, like, like Kenya area. Nice. Um, or Greece. Yeah. I mean, why not Greece? Right. Cause obviously it's beautiful. And then you've also got amazing food. Um, probably not like Athens because it's really dirty <laughs> there, but a very, very small Greek Island or like Croatia. I love Croatia. I would love to live in Croatia. Um, Croatia, that's like right outside of Greece. Less people. Nice, nice. Still, and equally as beautiful. Yeah. So if you won $10 million tomorrow, how would you use it? Hmm. $10 million. $10 million I would obviously <laughs> pay off any and all debt. Um, and I would probably get like a dream car of mine. Like I have many of them, but then I also would probably just purchase like a large piece of land somewhere, like probably not in America, to be honest, like somewhere in Greece. Croatia. Um, yeah. Or Croatia. Yeah. Um, and I would just, I would 
large piece of land, uh, my own island, and then just goodbye, everybody. Bring my my dog, my kids, my dogs, my snakes, and let's go. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And so if you could have dinner with any three people, uh, dead or alive, who would it be and why? My dad would be number one, um, who's not here anymore, but he would be number one by far. Uh, let's see. Um, probably like my grandpa, only because I never have met him um, because he passed away um, when I was only a couple months old. And I think it would just be very cool to meet him. Um, apparently, he was a really great guy. And let's see. Um, dead or alive. Ooh, alive. Let's see. I don't know. That's a really hard question. Yeah, that's why I say that one to the end. <laughs> Jamie's like, cough, cough. Cough, cough. Yeah, Jamie. <laughs> my family. Like, yes. Oh my gosh. Like, if I only had three dinners left, then obviously, like, family, that would be it for me. That would be, like, my number one pick. But, yeah, I mean, I get to have dinner. I am super duper blessed, and I get to have dinner with them all the time. But, yeah, no, it would yeah, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie and Juliana and James and yes and this little babe and my dogs nice nice yeah family for sure cool so tell everybody where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff Pico Pythons all across the board my friends super duper easy peasy so <laughs> yeah Pico P-I-C-C-O we like easy peasy over here yeah, <laughs> yeah. love it Cool. Well, Lindsay, this has been amazing, man. It's been a lot of fun. Kept me smiling the whole time. Uh, again, congrats to y'all on the upcoming baby. Uh, definitely be looking to see some pictures posted and stuff like that in the near future. Um, you let me down, though. You didn't go in labor on the show. I tried to keep you as long as possible. Like, please, please, please. I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. Here on my exercise ball. It's why I'm extra bouncy right now, but... Yeah, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight uh thanks to everyone who came through shout out to the replay game shout out to the audio only game really appreciate the support each and every week and we will be back next week until then thank you for coming out be blessed peace thank you everybody